No, boy. Well, here we are. Goldar, up close and personal. And we are on Power Rangers in Cyberspace. <laughs> Welcome, Cyber Scholars, to another episode of Power Rangers in Cyberspace. This is episode 44. My name, Sean Fritz. Your name, it's you. Christian Ingram. Yes, the Power Rangers guy. From YouTube.com. The YouTube.com. Yay. Yay. Uh, there was a stat on YouTube. This is way off topic, but there's a stat on YouTube probably two or three years ago where every hour there were 24 hours of content uploaded. Jesus, that's a lot of content. That was a couple of years ago. Oh, well, now it's definitely grown then. Well, this was before, like, YouTube TV and um, uh, what's that other thing that they do now? Um, YouTube Red or whatever. It was before is. that. Is, that's what I was thinking of, before YouTube Red and, you know, whatever other streaming stuff that they run through there. Uh, I mean, there were, there were still channels and all that other stuff where people and influencers or whatever had videos that they would put up. But, yeah, so I don't know what the stat is now. I'm sure it's, like, now a day's worth of content uploaded every five seconds or something. Pretty much everybody wants to be a YouTuber now. Yeah, well, I mean, YouTube, Twitch, all those places have all those streaming services you can get. You can make money on them. So why wouldn't you? I haven't made a dime yet. So <laughs> Isn't it great? Yeah. Because you do it for love of the game. I do. It'd be like that sometimes, though. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's tough being a YouTube anything. No. It is. Yeah. So uh, before we get into the meat and potatoes of the episode, which will be the third of five sections of Power Rangers in Space, we're going to touch base on some real quick news, specifically where I live in Raleigh. There is, uh, well, in July, late July, the Raleigh Supercon. Jason David Frank was announced previously. David Yost has just been, well, recently been announced. So they'll be there. We might have mentioned this before, but Hopefully that'll bring more, uh, more of the either original team or whoever. That'll be cool. Maybe they'll do a panel. I'm sure they'll do photo ops. Always. I'll be there either as a spectator or maybe we'll get a table uh, with us and the rest of the folks from the network. We're, we're still working on the details. We'll see. We'll let you know. Nothing's official yet, but we'll let you know when it is. Yep. Uh, what else is in the news? Um... Recently, uh, uh, I forgot who posted it, but it was a Power Rangers Twitter account posted a Christmas card of the SPD Rangers in the future, and we got a new Ranger. Mm -hmm. Sky Tate is the Deca Ranger, which Deca Ranger is SPD's Super Sentai name over in Japan. But it looks like a like a fusion of the Shadow Ranger and the Red Time Force Ranger. Mm -hmm. And it looks awesome. Dude, it's probably one of my favorite suits of all time. If we're being completely honest. And it's still in that gray area of, is it canon or not? I hope so. Because, I mean, the, I mean, how awesome would that be if you sh if Decker Ranger shows up in, like, five to ten years on, like, the anniversary episode before they get to the Old Man Tommy time frame, whatever year that was? Uh, so SPD took place in 2025. That's right. And it had to have been at least... Five years after that, so I'm gonna say 2030. I don't think they said in the comic, but or the uh, Soul of the Dragon, but I don't know. There were there were some loose time frames, like the last time that Tommy had used his Zeo powers. I think you said 20 years, but we don't know since 20 years since when. When was that? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, season 45 of Power Rangers. SPD two, two S two PD. Yeah, could happen. We'll see. But yeah, that was that was pretty rad. And then the, the they clarified the I guess the hierarchy. Red is team leader, blue is second in command, and then the other three colors are backup team members. Yeah, they're just team members. There's no uh greater than Yeah, they're equal. SPD blue's a girl now. Which was SPD Green. Right? Yeah. Yeah, which was JJ became SPD Green. I guess he just kind of assumed that role. With the dragon shield. Yeah, I'm still trying to figure out how much I like it or not. I'm, I'm sure that an action figure will, will help me like it more. Yeah, and then uh, 
then bridge uh was spd red like we saw in uh what was it uh once a ranger but he had the firing squad uniform swap mode oh swap mode is my favorite but all he didn't have the like the leg pieces or the thing on his ear all he had was the uh chest part and it was all red Oh, it wasn't like the silk, like the gold shield, the gold chest plate that was not quite swap mode, but not quite the battleizer. Yeah, yeah, it was just the, it was just like red, and he had the uh, in Delta Enforcer, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, it looked cool. They had it over in the Super Sentai, and like it was like Deca Ranger ten years later. Oh yeah, yeah, they've done that. Like uh, they did that with Kager, but it was a hundred years later. Yeah, so it was pretty cool. It, it was a cool thing to see um hopefully we can get uh sky or chris on the show talk about deca ranger that would be pretty i mean i think that is he the one that tweeted it out or was it somebody else i can't recall yeah it wasn't him but it was like a different like i forgot i think it was like boom studios or like hasbro someone tweeted it out yeah and they uh i think someone else had done something else right after that or, or retweeted it with some extra info or, or something like that. See, I'm really happy they did that though, because I never saw him as the shadow ranger. Everybody was like, Oh, well he got promoted. I'm like, well, it never said he got promoted to shadow ranger. It said he got promoted to the commander. Like hmm. it ne- nowhere does it say he was a shadow ranger, which the powers were specifically made for Kruger, which would make sense that you specifically make powers for sky since he's a new commander. Jason Bischoff, Shadow Piper, at Shadow Piper on Twitter. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was he um, the voice of somebody? Writer, creator, uh-huh. comic, Power Rangers franchise, creative director for Hasbro. So he's the guy that makes all the decisions. Yeah, so he he's the man to talk to. Maybe we could talk to him. That'd be pretty rad. Be pretty cool. I'm down with it. Yeah, he's pretty interactive on Twitter. Go away, I don't want to log into Twitter because I don't have one. I have a Twitter. I hate it. Dude, he posted some cool fan art on here too. Like people have already made fan art. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The like concept art for Deca Ranger. Yeah, and here's a figure art with SPD green helmet. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. With the dragon shield? Yeah, yeah. I kinda like that. And the SPD cell phone morpher. These yeah. are pretty dope. It's very nice. Oh, and there's the um what is that? Lord Dragon Pop. I have two of those on my on the way. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I was talking to the dude at my local comic shop today. He was like, yeah, we're trying to get them in, but oh no. I'm like, it doesn't matter if you do or not, because I'm going to get them anyways. You just got to order them from Entertainment Earth and hope that you get them. Yeah, my brother ordered them as soon as they went, were announced, because I was at PMC. He was like, get these, and he's like, forget it, I got them. I was like, dude, you get, didn't give me but like two minutes. They, they didn't last probably for but maybe five, ten minutes. Yeah. I'm pretty jazzed for it to show up. Although today I did see on, I was doing some, some Googling and then I started Googling what I was Googling. Uh, it was a custom Lord Dragon Pop sitting on the throne. Oh yeah. I think I've seen uh, people post about it. Yeah. It's like, um, it's some, from some big custom shop. I forget which one though. I then spent a lot more time searching for more of them and, didn't buy any, but it's probably for the best. Yeah, no, I feel you. Yeah, I do love the custom ones, though. When they look good, when they look like garbage, or when you can see the brush strokes, I'm like, come on, man, put some effort into it. Pretty much. Some people just sell whatever they can, and they're like, oh, it's like to get enough. Like, no. I'm like, no, nah, man, you're going to charge people $95 for that? <laughs> I'm like, boy, what you thinking? Yeah, they're thinking that people will buy them no matter what. Yeah. I don't need it that bad. So... Any other news? No, that's about it. That's all I have for news. So let's get into let's get into it. Let's get into the goo. Let's get into the, the Power Rangers in space goo. Alright. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, this this episode we're gonna cover the third part, the third grouping of episodes, uh, eighteen through twenty-five. And quite honestly, this was kind of a uh, an accidental Happy accident in, in the way that these episodes felt because it was almost like a complete story arc, like a trade from a comic. Yeah. Maybe the first one or two episodes were not really 
part of, of a tree, but it kind of encompassed a, a number of different things that it started and ended with a guest appearance, one we could have done without, one we could have done with more of. It introduced and then exited uh, a cast member. I'm not going to spoil it. Spoiler alert. I'll spoil it later. And stop. So let's get into it. Episode 18, True Blue to the Rescue. Could have done without this one. I don't care what anybody said. I love this episode. This, I mean, honestly, I did not watch Turbo, except for... I know. can't blame you. Yeah, well, I don't blame myself either. I don't regret not watching it. Just seeing... So but so to set it up, the first the first scene is uh, the Piranatrons have enslaved... Uh, was it uh, Blue, Blue Lightning... And uh, Lightning McQueen. It's uh, Lightning Mountain Cruiser Blaster and, and uh, Mountain Blaster and Lightning Cruiser. Lightning Cruiser and Storm Blaster. Yeah, Storm Blaster. Wow. And holy hell, you could tell what they are. It's a Jeep and a Camaro with some really shitty body putty on it. And and I love the way they communicate with revving the engine, horns, and headlights. That's how I communicate with people. I mean, you do what you got to do, but basically, uh, was it uh, Lightning, no, Storm Chaser, escapes from the Piranatrons and goes and gets Justin. Yeah. Freaking Justin. He's a kid in the middle of the night. And he's got his morpher, or a spear morpher. Like, where where was this at the end of Turbo? Yeah, because didn't they lose their morphers or they were destroyed or something they like that? They lost their powers because of, I think Zordon was drained or something. I don't know, dude. It was some It was some excuse. Well, Zordon wasn't drained because in this season, Dark Spectre captures him and, to drain his powers. Yeah, something like that. It, it, there was some reason that they, because it was the end of the season, I think, is the reason that they lost their powers. It'd be like that sometimes, though. Yeah. It was just like a cat and mouse game for the most part. Like um, Diva Tox didn't want to tell that she lost Lightning Cruiser and then or S- S- Speed Racer, Storm Chaser, Storm Blaster. Yes, the blue one makes sense, right? It's color coded. Yeah. Long story short, the team gets captured on Earth. Justin shows up out of nowhere, and he's morphed, and he's tall and adult sized. You know, because that that just happens, right? Well, it happened in uh, was it Kaku Ranger with the White Ranger. Was it Kaku Ranger? Whatever. Uh, Die Ranger? Die Ranger, yeah. Wherever the White Ranger, the White Tiger Zord Ranger, Die Ranger. And, and the Zords came from, yeah. Kaku Ranger was the Alien Rangers. Yes, that was the season after Die Ranger. Yes. Pretty much this was just a cameo for Justin. From what I can imagine, it, tie, it, it was used to tie up some loose ends from Turbo. Yeah, that's about all it was. I'm just trying to see here if I wrote any any special... Oh, yeah, his dad is dad of the year. I think I alluded to that. I, I, I teased that last episode. He sucks at life and um, taking context clues from and body language. Yeah. I just wanted to hit him, with, hit him with a shovel. I love the way Justin said dad. But dad, it's Saturday. Have you met him? Blake Foster? Mm-hmm. Yes. Is he, uh, well, what's the word I'm looking for? Is he apologetic for his portrayal of a kid on a TV show for kids that turned off a lot of kids from watching the show? Not really. <laughs> He's just like, fuck y'all. I got paid. I got paid that good money from Saban. The first time. Saban. Yeah, I'm Saban, man. That guy knows how to well, he knows how to make money and He knows how to stretch a dollar. Oh yeah. Not having stunt people in the first season or stunt coordinators or days off. Good thing they don't use real guns, because then they'd have to, like, hire a gun expert. <laughs> and he'd be like, it'd, it'd be ending up like the crow. Nah. Ooh, too soon. It was 93. I wasn't born then. No, 94. Isn't that the cutest? Bless your heart. Yeah. Being 20. No, I'm 23 now. I almost Ooh. said 22. Dude, I'm 35 and a half. Dang, we're old. It's this wee shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm dead. That's from Blazing Saddles. <laughs> I do that shit to people all the time. At my work, I'm like, yeah, damn, I'm old. They're like, oh, I'm 45. I'm like, damn, we're about the same age. They're like, you're 23 <laughs> years old. And I'm like, oh, it'd be like that. Oh, I used to tell people that I'm ready to retire. They're like, aren't you young? I'm like, don't let this not gray head of hair fool you. 
what, what are you talking about? I'm like, old people have gray hair most of the time. Or they don't have hair at all. I'm like, I got a couple gray ones right in here. I don't think I have any gray hair yet. I hope not. I have a birthmark back here that's just gray hair. It's been there since I was born. Well, ain't nothing much you can do about it now. Yeah. Well, I, when when I get my hair cut, it really comes out because the hair above it grows long. Mm-hmm. And it covers it. And then it's like a little happy surprise for the for the people cutting my hair. They're like, oh, this isn't, I wasn't expecting that. I'm like, okay, it's there. It's always going to be there unless I dye my hair. Dye it blonde. Uh, I, I dyed it black in high school, which was really weird. I bleached mine in high school. Went through my slim shady phase. Yeah, that wasn't a thing when I was in high school. I mean, it just barely started. Oh, there was no slim shady back then. I was like, well, ninety nine. It was twenty eleven when I went into ninth grade. That's the cutest. <laughs> I was on my second career at that point. Well, damn. Well, I mean, I left retail, went to commission based retail sales. A little different. I feel it. Yeah, uh, my wallet felt it too. It was great. Nice. Um, Alrighty, so let's get back into it here. Episode 19, Invasion of the Body Snatcher, which is just an episode for Astronema to kidnap Ashley and pretend to be her in looks and attitude and get onto the ship to... Why does she want to get onto the ship? It's like to steal the ranger's powers or something. Steal the astromega... I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She wanted to steal the astromega ship. Didn't she already try that like a couple times before? Uh, She just tried to destroy it before. I don't remember her actually getting onto the Astro Mega ship. That might be uh, later. She, she got on the Mega ship in uh, mm, the yes. Turtle episode. That's right. She did try to do that then. You're, you're absolutely right. I forgot about that or I blocked it out. That was the best episode of all time, right? Oh, uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> but I did like this episode, though. I mean, it really showed Tracy Lynn Cruz's, uh, Ashley, uh, her range acting as two different characters in the same episode. And that's really tough to do. You know who does a really good job of it is... Um, uh, what's his name? Tom Cavanaugh on The Flash. Harrison Wells. Oh, oh my yeah. God. And especially the episode, was it last episode? Episode 200. 100. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean, 100. Where he played season one, Wells, and season... He played Eobard, uh, Harry, and, um, and uh, um, Sherlock. Yeah, sure. Sherlock Wales. Which is a little goofy. I love it, though. I love. I, I, I know, it's, it's, it's such a goof thing, but... I don't mind it. Yeah. All right. So, but, uh, but yeah, and, and I did love the, the part where the Quantrons come down and, and try to, uh, was it Cassie was with her? Yeah. And uh, Cassie's like going full bore on these Quantrons and she's just kind of doing like Neo Matrix stuff from the end of the first Matrix where she's just pushing them over and stuff like that. And it was, it made me laugh. It was entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, and I think it was, that was probably more for the adults. Probably. It was like a SpongeBob joke, like the sentence enhancers. Sentence enhancers. Have, oh, you've I, never seen that episode? No, I have. I have. Oh, okay. Big reveal at the end of this episode. Andros, you know, once the once the day is saved by the um, the Mega Voyager Megazord. Yeah. Which, by the way, it's really obvious to tell that this was later in the season in the Sentai because they don't call in the big guns. Like they call in the big guns like right away periodically. Yeah, but sometimes they're like, "Yeah, we'll go, we'll go with the JV squad this time," and then uh, they're like, "No, we're gonna go right to Allstate for this one." It's like, "Come on, I can tell you're bouncing around a lot, but whatever." Uh, but at the very end, Andrew sneaks into a super duper secret room. All we see is a block of ice and a silver helmet. Yep. Which immediately leads into the episode twenty survival of the silver. I love this episode. I think it's it's awesome. I love Zane. But oh, you know. man, he cannot act to save his life, though. Hi, I'm Zane. I'm the Silver Ranger. Hello, my name is Steve. I used to be addicted to crack, but now I'm off the streets and clean. Would you like to buy a magazine? Yeah, but he was he was young in this, too, so I don't really blame him. What has he done since then? Nothing. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. Like the dude who played the White Blaster Beetleborg. He ain't done nothing since. Yeah, that's true. Didn't he do some time? Who? Oh, uh, the dude that was the white plaster beetleborg? I have no idea. He might have. At least he looks like he did. <laughs> yeah. Tough times. 
It'd be like that sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, true story. PMC, this is a story I heard. I don't know how true it is, but Zane, or the, uh, the guy who played Zane, what is his name, Justin Nemo? I, I don't know. Had texted Christopher Kamen Lee and asked him if he had a condom. <laughs> and the, he Chris was at the Hilton, and he got up, and he yelled, does anybody have a, a condom for Justin Nemo, the silver space <laughs> ranger? <laughs> oh, that's funny. I was like, well, they're best I friends. Forgot, yeah, I forgot who I heard that from, but I was like, boy. Yeah, that's funny as shit, though. I hope it was from Chris. <laughs> I don't think he said that. I forgot. I, I thought I don't forgot who I was talking to. That is funny. So I don't know. I don't, you, you can't tell. Like, I'm not saying this is true. I'm just saying this is what I heard. Allegedly. Allegedly. That's I think that's the legal word of the. Of the... Yeah. Uh, let's see here. So in this episode, let me just look at my way too big notes. It looks like they ripped off a uh, the Jawas from Star Wars. From I mean, they ripped off this whole season with Star Wars. And they repeat this look again, this same costume, but in a later episode. And not for the locals, but for Power Rangers. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. The ship got jacked. Cassie, Carlos, uh, they find the secret room. And the rest of the team comes in. And then Andros is just like, hey, by the way. I know you're all in here wondering what the hell's going on, so I'm just going to stand in the doorway and tell you without making a noise beforehand. It's like, yeah. hey, man, just like drop something or, or make a noise or something. Basically, like, like tell us you're here. Yeah, he's like, oh, his name is Zane. He's the Silver Ranger, and he's my best friend. Like, uh, okay, w- but why is he here? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. But then, uh, then these locals, oh, they're on this planet. They crash landed on this planet. And uh, and then they ha- oh they're out of power. They were also out of power on the ship. Jeez, I watched this like a week ago. We find out that Zane's been in cryo for two years. They have to go defend the ship from these crazy local homeless people. They're like wild bunch of wild animals on like bath salts or something. Yeah. Who comes out to save the day? But it's the Silver Ranger. Zane. Yeah, and Ashley's like, oh, check you out. You're from KO35 too. That's my weakness. Boys from KO35. She's like, "Yep, that train's gonna be real." Yeah. Oh, my favorite is it. There's some, but there's something wrong with it. With Zane, Andrews can, as he put it, he can sense it. Yeah. Yep. Then they beat the monster of the day, and and they all meet Zane while he's telling Alpha a story, and then they do that weird handshake thing, and I'm like. No. No, no, no. Not today, Ed Boy. No. And this is really where the bad acting just really got to me. It was episode 21, Red with Envy. I took a whole friggin' page of notes on this one. <laughs> I don't know why. Well, because this was a very complex episode, too. We, we saw... This was more of a, a Darkonda came back in this episode, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. How many Clipper got into it yet again? It'd be like that sometimes. Like, well, I mean, at the beginning of the episode, too, he's like, hey, Eclipse. Like, I love I love Power Rangers logic, too, where you go to a random planet if you're a bad guy, just a random planet, and you're there, and you just say, hey, Eclipse, come here. Doesn't matter where he's at, he hears you, and he shows up. Basically, like, um, super hearing? Well, how can, well, I mean, is it super hearing? Is he just talking loud? Is the gravitational pull of the planet, like, is he looking in the proper... If I look north by northwest at 47 degrees and tilt my head up on the, on the z-axis by 18 degrees and I talk, will you hear me from there? Because I'm speaking in like the perfect direction for the sound to travel and curve with the, with the curve of the earth. Yeah, I, I don't know. That's that's always been one of those things. It's like, why? Yeah, it's kind of silly. What, whatever. It's a kid show. Kid show. Nobody cares. Yeah, but it, it seems like for about four seconds that Darkonda wants to forge a bond with or uh, an agreement, an alliance, that's the word, with Ecliptor. Yeah. And he's like, eh, forget that. Because Ecliptor was like, mm, fuck you, man. Right in the ear. And they fight. There's a shock. Shocker. Yeah, and this, uh, this is more of a Darkonda-heavy episode, where he's the, the main villain. Uh, and this we're starting to see splinter factions. You know, there's a second group. And is he independent? Is he... What's his motivation, you know? Uh, well, he wants to rule the universe. Couple, couple hurdles there, cowboy. 
Yeah. I mean, he wants to be the, he wants to take down Dark Spectre, be the ultimate monarch of evil. Yeah. Uh, and we also see some dissension among the group, mainly between Andros and Zane. And Andros is super passive about it at first because Zane's like, hey, Ashley, I'm a dude. You're not a dude. That's good for me and good for you. And by not a dude, I mean she's a female. She's a lady. Did you just assume her gender? Yes, I was. Yes. Because when the show was made in 99, she was a female. Are you sure? I'm sorry. Ashley was a female. Butthead. I was really trying to skirt around it at first, and, and, and <laughs> you picked up on it. <laughs> uh, I do like the... Um, I do like how uh, Darkonda's Crocotox have are like his putties, but they have actual like defining. They have actual like things that they do, like a built-in monster type, whatever. Like they can infect the water and cause people to have little dots all over them. Yeah, they're just not useless like putties and cogs and Quantrons and uh, yeah. You grow them in a lab. They're test tube babies. Yeah, I mean, more or less. But let's see here. So those two are Andros and and I mean here. So Andros tries to ask Ashley out twice in this episode, and he's well, he's going over it like a kid in school in the hallway, and he says, uh, "I know it's kind of boring and everybody's seen it, but do you want to go check out Haley's comet with me, motherfucker? Just because you've been to space or are from space doesn't mean that everybody else on the planet or not on the planet has seen Haley's comet." Basically, like, you can take me to go see Haley's Comet. I mean, I'd go just to be like, yeah, I was there. What, what, what are you it, about? it ain't a date because I don't swing that way. Are you assuming his gender and preference? He's from KO35. They might have something else. Yes. <laughs> as far as this episode goes, basically it's a have fun storming the castle type thing. Pretty much. Which they do. We also come... Is this? Yeah, this is the one where... Toward the end, where Zane demorphs randomly. But I did like when he was going to Darkonda's lab on his silver cycle, which he rides that thing way too much, by the way. And he's got a surfboard. Yeah. You know, does, does he get all, I mean, the Sixth Ranger does get all the cool toys. He doesn't have a Zord, though. Not yet. Sucker. I did notice when he was turning left in this, ton, in this like, cavernous hallway tunnel type thing to get to Darkonda's lab, and he put... And for, for our video watchers, he signals with his left hand like you do when you're going to turn and your turn signals don't work. I was like, are you kidding me? Even in pow- even when you're filming the Sentai footage and you're on a set, you still use your turn signal or turn signal equivalent? Hey, I'm not going to complain. It's better than most people in Virginia because half of them don't know what a turn signal is. Well, amongst other things, like the dentist. Yeah, true. Zinger. That's West Virginia, though. Yeah. True story. Virginia's pretty bad, but West Virginia's worse. You might be right there. This is an episode where they destroy the Crocodiles, which I thought were pretty cool. I mean, in, in their function. And they get to Darkonda's lab, and Zane has to save them. Yeah. Him and Andrews, there's a, a flashback where they're best friends, and we see the same flashback in the last episode as well, where why Zane is in a coma and all this stuff. He basically, he just took a super duper attack from whoever was attacking KO 35. That was for him to heal. And he just kind of reminisced on that a little bit. And him and Andrews being friends. And there was this temporary rift between the two of them. Yeah. I mean, that happens between friends, but you know, yeah. Character development in the end, Andrews and Ashley go out. Zane was like, or they agreed to go out and him and Andrews were like, Hey, we're buddies. Uh, she's just a friend. Yep. Yeah, which brings us to continuing with the love-themed episodes. The Silver Secret. That one and the next episode, I believe it is. No, it is this one. Yeah, The Silver Secret, which was kind of weird, but a little different in an approach. For Power Rangers, anyway. Specifically, Andros figures out that the Silver Ranger has a 2 minute 30 second limit on his powers. I mean... Most guys can only last two minutes and 30 seconds. It'd be like that. Speak for yourself. (laughs) And and my favorite is she's watching fight footage. I love this random camera that just captures the footage. Exactly. It's like, you know, it's like, are we on battle world? Is this X-Men? 
are there mojos floating cameras all over the place? No, this at is least Earth. in Ninja Steel, they they had something like that. Oh, did they finally start to explain it? It was like these uh, buzz cams, and it was like, oh, okay, because of Galaxy Warriors. Hmm. Yeah. So she's watching this, and she's like, "Just as I suspected, the Silver Ranger's powers are extremely limited. How did you suspect this when you didn't know that he existed until like five minutes left in the previous episode?" Basically, like. Like, I thought he was dead. I thought he got, got back on KO-35. Yeah. And we also find out through the monster of the day, Praying Mantis, that the Silver Ranger is the most powerful, one of the most powerful rangers in the universe. And my favorite response to that was Astronomer. She says, yes, but only for two and a half minutes. In my notes, I put Zinger right next to that quote. That was that was actually a really good comeback. Like, I was like, oh, geez. It, it made me laugh. I was like, oh, snap. And then we see Alpha. I, this was kind of a goofy kid joke episode, uh, specifically like uh, someone assumes something and they just run with it to see how far they can go with something. Like, so Alpha and Zane are like going over like, well, what the fuck, what's going on here? And Alpha's like, well, you don't have much time. Andrew's over here, you don't have much time thinking he's going to kick it. He about to die for real. Yeah, so they're like pampering, you know, doing that standard thing. Like, oh, you sit down here, don't do any work, take a load off, I'll take care of that for you, you do this, I'll, you know, you sit there and I'll do, I'll do all your work. You know, it's just like whatever, man. And he rolls with. He's like, mm, okay. He's like, he's like, he's like, I'm a bad actor. I can, I can deal with that. Okay, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm dying. Let's go. Let's let's deal with it. Yeah, and and it was basically a reason for him to just kind of relax, especially in the next episode. But he's got to go get struck by lightning so that he can, which I find hilarious. To oh my uh, god, that scene where he got struck by lightning is more. Oh my god, that was awful. What was awful was him trying to climb up that rock face. One of the times where he's falling, or not falling, but like losing his balance, he just kind of like pushes back from the rock face a little bit because clearly he was on. He it, they turned the camera, you know, the Batman sixty six thing, you know, where they're climbing up the building. Yeah. Basically, they did the same thing with that, and that's what it looks like anyway. And he just kind of like pushes off a little bit, but it's it's so awful like he's got to put his back into like falling backwards but he's on you know crawling on his hands and, and feet it, it was kind of goofy no but yeah that no. whole and the pose was, was awful this whole episode was kind of dumb but i mean it was funny it's like they said stand there like flash dance yeah or saturday night fever i think was actually an even better comparable pose and it was awful yeah i i don't I don't even know what they were trying to go with with that. I was like, oh, okay. Do an Instagram model pose. Put your butt out. Bend your one knee. Twerk. Well, I mean, you can't in a photo. You could, but it's whatever. <laughs> yeah. But I, I love the, the, the shoulder badge that Astronomer put on Praying Mantis. It's two minutes, 30 seconds. Here's the thing. And that's obviously for to, once the Silver Ranger shows up in March, that's to indicate how long he's got till he's no longer morphed. I actually like the the suspense of this next part where the countdown timer starts and nobody else knows, A, that Zane has limited powers except for Astronomer and the monster and her brood. But nobody knows that he fixed them either, except him. Because nobody pays attention to stuff like that. Well, there were no cameras around at the time. So Prang Mantis traps the Silver Ranger in his tentacles or his poison ivy, the swamp thing stuff. And... He says, in a few short seconds, the Silver Ranger will be no more. And then you see the clock, and it says, one minute. That's not a few short seconds, homeboy. That's a whole freaking minute. That's almost half of the total time of two and a half minutes. You know some people can't do math. This logic, man. You see it go from one minute to 59 seconds as he's saying that. I'm like, oh, man. You couldn't have, like, come on, Chiplin. You couldn't have just, I don't know, sprung for the... I don't know, 200 bucks to put like a high school clock, like high school gym clock over top of the whatever was there and just make it zero nine seconds. That's too much money, man. No, it's a bond B. Well, plus they were possibly going to cancel the show after this season. Oh yeah, they were. So they weren't going to invest any money. Yeah. It was uh, shred all the paperwork and take as much money home with you at the end of the day. Yeah, but this season did super well. So they're like, oh, we'll just continue to go on. Yeah, we'll renew you for 20 more seasons. Basically. <laughs> I did like the suspense with it, though. As you see the clock tick down from like four, three, two, one, where he is, he's suspended up by this vine thing. 
and he explodes and there's like a cloud of dark smoke and everything else and everyone sells it really well they're like oh shit he just killed the silver ranger yeah and the monster's like what you gonna do now i killed one of the most powerful rangers ever and then zane was like yeet then he comes in on his freaking bike again it's like oh i'm sorry he's on his surfboard his silver silverizer which come on super silverizer Oh, like the board of you can't call it the silver surfer board or silver surfboard for obvious reasons, but come up with anything else that's alliterative if you have to. Silver Galaxy Glider. I think didn't they call it that in the legendary battle? Huh? Didn't they call it that in a in the did they even reference it? I know they, they showed it. I don't think they said anything about it. I mean it was on the episode. It was the only time it was in this whole season, but uh, I don't remember. If they call it out, that was kind of an abysmal failure. Uh, Super Megaforce was atrocious, mm-hmm. to say the least. Oh, I'm aware. But yeah, they didn't really didn't say anything about it. They, he just uh, wrote it down. And they're like, oh, they're, they're okay. Like, mm. yeah, that was, yeah, that's true. Only time we saw any of the Space Ranger costumes besides the yellow one. Yeah. That was it. But we got to see Super Sentai costumes we'd never seen before. Yeah, a configuration unique to this Earth. Thanks, uh, Jose. God. Could have been the best season of Power Rangers. Ended up being the worst. Well, I mean, we'll get to that one at some point. I'm sure it will be a painful process. I know I'm going to want to shoot myself. My favorite is um, the, the lack of originality or the lack of creativity. They stopped caring because they're like, they let up to for two or, no, it was like four years for the, um, Legendary War, and then we get two minutes. It's like... Yeah. Hmm. We got an extended cut on Netflix. It was an extra four minutes. That was still terrible. Yeah. But my, my favorite in Megaforce, the first part of it, or well, maybe it was Super Megaforce too, is their Zordon equivalent, who was a pupil of Zordon. Come on, man. Can't you just be like, I'm the, I'm the energy of Zordon recaptured this many years later and in this body. This is Zordon the backup body, or, or whatever. But his name was Gose. Megaforce was Gosager. Yeah. Which I think translates somehow to angels. It does. Because, I mean, the, the team, probably one of my favorite seasons in, in Sentai, quite honestly. So thematic and, and just so well done. Like, the big bad is not the big bad. Like, they go through. Have you seen it? I have not watched the uh, Super Sentai equivalent, but I've, I know it has to be better than Megaforce. Dude, it is amazing. Uh, you know, the, so in Megaforce, yeah, the dude that has like, uh, that makes the monsters grow, the one with like, the, sends like these eyeballs down and whatever. Yeah, Prince Vic, Vrock or Vicar. Yeah, 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 Vrock, I believe. Dude actually turns out to be the big, big, big bad in Super Sentai. Spoiler alert, sorry. He goes through like three, like he's a general of two or three different regime changes. And you're like, whoa, what's going on here? The big bad got gone in episode eight already? And... He kind of morphs his appearance just a little bit. Oh, yeah, I've noticed that because they did that in a... Well, he, he kind of morphed his appearance in a... In Megaforce. Yeah. Yeah, but, like, that was part of the whole show. Like, he hasn't reached his final form yet because he's... Uh, he's Cell? A, huh? Cell? I don't know what he was called in Megaforce. It, it, it's a Dragon Ball Z reference. Oh, I, I just know the, the phrase. I don't know what it's from. I know it's, it's from Dragon Ball Z. It's my final form. That's all I know from it. I don't know what it looks like. I don't know. Although, funny story. Unrelated-ish. So, Harris Teeter, our grocery store. I think you... Do you have them out there in Richmond? No. So, it's a grocery store. Harris Teeter. Like Food Lion or Giant Foods. We have Food Lion down here, but they are garbage. So, I go to Harris Teeter. It's a nicer grocery store. Anyway. Their marketing department had to have a new person in or had a young person doing, like a younger person doing the, uh, or a nerd, doing the, uh, the, the advertisement one day, one week. Mm-hmm. And it, I want to say it was like right around Thanksgiving in the States, three years ago, maybe. And on the front page of their, you know, the, the, you know, it's the fold in half and then you open it up and there's your ad. Yeah. Well, on the very top left corner. As you would take it out, the newspaper said, we have, and then like big, bold letters that said, well, in tinier letters that said, we have, and then in big, bold letters that said, over 9,000 different savings for you this week. Hmm. And I laugh because I know what over 9,000, I know the meme and all that stuff, but 
that's the end of that story. It was quite entertaining, and I laughed. But in, in Super Sentai, this dude, his appearance changes. It progresses. It turns out he's the big bad. But there is one guy that comes out of nowhere who tries to usurp him, and he does the same thing with Eclipter and that Eclipter and Darkonda does for a while. Which is a good storyline. I mean, we would, if you could do it right. Well, and they did. It was like, um, it was, they were merged, and they're like, where'd this other dude go? They were merged for like, a good 20% of the season, 20, you know, which is, that was 50 episodes. So maybe like eight or nine episodes of dude was like, they're like, where's this dude? And they're like, oh, I guess he's gone. Maybe he died in battle. Yeah. Maybe he just skedaddled. Yeah. Who knows? But it was, it was pretty cool. I think you, you would really enjoy it. I kind of want to watch it because of how bad Megaforce was and just compare it. Oh, dude, you'll watch the first episode and be like, this is better than the whole damn season. That's not hard to do for Megaforce, though. Yeah. Well, Troy is like, Although, although their sixth ranger is an arcade cabinet. So my thing about Megaforce, though, and Super Megaforce is I don't blame the cast as much as I blame the people behind the scenes. Oh, yeah. Because even with bad, we, we've seen even with bad actors, you can have a good season. True. If you have good writing. but Or you just limit them, like Carlos. Yeah, true. We'll get to that later. <laughs> what episode are we on again? Um... Uh, 22, Silver Secret. Long story short, Zane shows up, saves the day. Yep. At the end, Zane gets his comeuppance because they're like, oh, you never told us that you weren't dying. It's like, but he tried to, and you're like, oh, we gotta go save the world. You can fucking wait, Zane. And then they made him clean the, super, the mega ship. Top to bottom. We're here to clean your spaceship. We're here to polish your ship. We're here to toss your salad. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. And then we go into episode 23. Mm-hmm. Date with danger. Another Zane episode. Yeah, this one was rough. It wasn't great. Oh, it was... man. Basically, there's... With this episode, it sets it up. There's a fight with the horrible... <laughs> there were three of them in this episode. And each one had a different part of them, like a horn or an arm or a shoulder pad or something that looked like a clipter, which was kind of cool. I was like, oh, is he giving them power or is he making them or is are they part of him? Like the one where Darkonda got killed the first time, you know, where that sliver of his skin fell off and it became a monster. Yeah. I was like, that's cool. I'd like to see some setup on this, but we didn't get any. It was just... Of course not. He's here. Yeah. One of them was... One of them was fighting Zane and one of them was fighting the other... The other, uh, the rest of the team. Uh, because Zane can one man. He's one of the most powerful rangers in the in the universe. What is it? Uh, Astronomer's like, I'll get him. I got this. And she starts shooting off her, her magic wand. And uh, the monster that Zane was fighting, he gets hit. Friendly fire. So he's like, forget this. And he starts going off on Astronomer. And Zane saves her. Which is very counterproductive, by the way. Because I, if I was him, I'd have been like, you got it. Yeah, I think this is it. I think we just won. We're like 20 episodes in, guys. I've only been here for three. You're welcome. Yeah, yeah. Hey guys, I think we can pack it in for the rest of the, the rest of the season. Just show reruns. Yeah. yeah, basically. But nah, I gotta save her. Mm-hmm. But then he goes and he, he takes her to some jungle location, or, or just off the beach where all these palm trees have come down, and he gives her some medicine that he cooked over an open fire. And she's like, "This sucks." And he's like, "Yeah, it does taste bad." Then he puts a marshmallow on the end of her staff and makes her cook it in the fire and she eats it and she's like, oh, this is good. And they're in love. That's about the whole episode. That did. Yeah. Oh, and, and man, it was so heavy handed too. And like the foreshadowing was a little ridiculous. Like with the movie Star-Crossed Lovers. Come on, man. It's an analogy for Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. You know, it's it's kind of a, you know, she's distracted. He's just, Zane's distracted. Astronomer's distracted. Eclipse like, Hey, can we go kick some ass? And she's like, don't bother me with your business right now. Maybe later. Hmm. Do you remember the episode where Cassie lost her diary and it had a picture of her? Yeah. As a Power Ranger in it? Yeah. How does Astronomer have a picture of Zane without his helmet on? Are they taking headshots back on KO35? And how would she have gotten one? Yeah, I don't know. Um, did she call the Flash to draw it? Pretty much. Like, like did you just like... And he had a picture of her. Why did you have this? How long have you had it? Where'd you get it? What'd you do with it before we saw you have it? Basically, like shit. I mean, it's it's kind of 
It's a kid's show. Yeah, you can tell it's like heavily <laughs> for kids. Like, uh, like, yeah, this is what you get. Yeah. Then she fires an arrow while they're on. Or no, she goes to Earth and puts her Lightspeed Rescue outfit on. She puts her Melody Perkins outfit on as opposed to her yeah. astronomy outfit on. Fires a purple arrow at Zane and he's this far away from him where the tree is. And he hits the tree and says, meet me at the campfire at five. Uh, and then this is where it gets entertaining in quotes. Is Eclipter's like, forget this. We're going to go use the information crystal and we're going to block the ranger's weapons. And they send a monster. Zane's like, well, I don't have to go because apparently I'm not important in this episode because everyone keeps forgetting about him or not calling attention to the fact that he's not there when, I don't know, the rest of the team is there. And then Alpha's like, nope, you need to go. Yeah, Alpha's like, you got to go. And he's like, but I got my pimp swag on and I left my morpher. I did the dumb, the dumbest thing I could do. And I left my morpher underneath all these clothes that somehow I have and yet never wear them. Yeah. I'm just like, come on, man. Like the logic here is, is a little ridiculous. But eventually Alpha sends him and he has to go and help with horror bowl number three. He's like, all right, done. Let's let's go. Uh, and then goes to meet Astronomer. Like, yeah, uh, he like he leaves like the second when they like they called the Megazord, pretty much, and he like takes his little his little moped over and his silver moped, and he's like, hey, girl. <laughs> she starts zapping everything that he, he's got with her with her staff, and and she's like, I never want to see you again because you were late. Nobody stands me up. He's like, hold up, you said a monster, and she's like, I ain't said nothing. Like, mm. it's like, so if we're enemies, hey, why are we here on this date? With, by the way, did you see the size of that bird that she had whipped together in a matter of ten minutes? Yeah. A, why are there enemies going on a date? B, if your job is to fight these monsters that are sent, and then you're late, and you use that as an excuse, I think it's kind of a valid excuse. Pretty valid excuse. And then at the end, she crumples up his picture, but then she flattens it immediately. She's like, yeah, I, I, I'm going to keep this. Yeah. But that that was a real throwaway episode. It set up... Um, the romance. Yeah. I'm sure it'll come back later on in the episode, in the season. But, you know, we're going to go on a, hi- a Zane hiatus after this next episode, thankfully. Episode 24, Zane's Destiny. Yeah. And, and we see the Jawa outfits again. Yep. On the planet Centaur B, which is just a dust bowl. Yeah. It's just a desert. It's Chicago. If Chicago were a desert. Gross Chicago. <laughs> Good, well, because it's windy. Yeah, pretty much. But uh, they get captured. Pretty much everybody but Zane and Andros get captured by uh, Yatru or Yartu or whatever his name is. Which, how convenient is that, though, that everybody that they won't recognize gets captured? Self preservation, I suppose. Pretty much. We find out he's working with Dark Spectre. His job is to kill, destroy the four. I love it. They never say kill. They always say destroy the four, you know, the hostages that they have. Because you can't say kill in a TV, in a kid's TV show. Nope. At the same time, all the people that are in this, they're living in this underground bunker basement, you know, this catacombs or something. And the people are turning into like coral monsters or part coral. Like they get hit with some white business and it turns that body part into like a crab. Lobster man, whatever. And this yeah. el- this elder Kinwan, he's like, uh, "Hey, there, you, you can't because uh, cowboys like, with his beret and his paste on mustache." They looked atrocious. Oh yeah, it's like, "Hey, they're responsible for this," and he pulls this thing out of Ashley's pants, which was clearly not there to begin with. And he throws it against the wall and turns into this coral, and then he's like, "Oh, they're they're guilty. Kill them." Or, or destroy, you know, take them. And Kinwan's like, uh-uh, this isn't a trial, homeboy. Cut to the next scene, and we see Kinwan stumble in on uh, Yatru's office, maybe? Yeah. And he's talking to Dark Spectre, and he's like, hey, you're an asshole and a spy. At that point, the killer clown from outer space monster. What is his name? I have it written down here. Mm, it was Coral something or other. Coralizer. Very on the nose. Which then turns Kinwa's arm into a, he's got a coral wing, he's got a crab wing. And I guess that puts them under mind control, or like, they're dumb, or something like that. Yeah. I couldn't tell. But then, uh, Yatru is still spinning his web of, um, you know, whoever's going to listen. Once Andrus and Zane show up, Taiqua, some of these names, man. She's like, oh, hey, I know you guys, you're my homeboys from KO35. And this is a colony from people that escaped from KO35. And then Yartru is caught. He's found out. He runs away. And there's a fight. 
Taiqua returns everybody's morphers. Zane catches up with, uh, what's his face? What's his name? Yatru. Uh, he morphs and, ooh, big reveal. Guess who it is? You're supposed to guess. Goldar? No. Oh, that would have been awesome, though. No. Yatru reveals himself to be Darkonda. Shocker. They fight. Kinwa strolls in and helps Zane, gives him his, uh, his sword back. And uh, we are now at a death count of, is it two for Darkonda? Yeah. Something like that. Yep. Three. Yep. And once uh, once he gets got, then everybody or once Darkonda gets got, and uh, and so at the same time they we get some Mega Voyager action, and they kill. I'm sorry, they destroy. Yeah, don't kill. No kill. They destroy the killer clown from outer space. No. Yep. They use the Astra Delta Mega Mega Megazord. They did not use the uh, Voyager. No. For shame. Good news, Zane's going to be gone for a little while, and he's staying and helping the colony escape because Dark Spectre knows where they are now. Because apparently Dark Spectre is racist against KO-35 people. Is that racism, or...? He wants to wipe out a whole population Planet. of people. Mm. Genocide. He, he's genocide-horrific. Um, he, he wants to commit genocide against all those from KO-35. Yeah, well, you know, it happens. I mean... Yeah, I mean, when you have big bads from outer space, I suppose. Pretty much. I thought that this episode would have been a perfect, if they were going to split the season in half, mm-hmm. or the, the the show into two seasons, this would have been a perfect break. Yeah. Because we saw Zane leaving. I'm assuming it's temporarily. Uh, I mean, he's gone most of the season. Darn. You know, the next episode, always a change in episode 25. Man, this, the Liz Wizard... He was weird. That's a weird name to begin with. Yeah. He had this, his thing was, he could suck knowledge out of a computer or whatever with his tongue. His tongue was about 10 to 12 feet long. I wonder if I can do that with my tongue. Doubtful. But if you could, I would watch. (laughs) I I would have to see it. You can't claim to do it. I'm going to try. Practice. Well, uh, Raleigh Supercon. If you can do it, we'll get a table. Yeah, I'll suck knowledge out of people by putting my tongue on them. I just want to see you stretch your tongue to 10 to 12 feet long. I'll do it. i do it. Do it. Very nice. Pictures on Patreon. I actually set up my Patreon for my YouTube channel today. Ooh. That's news. Why didn't you talk about that earlier? Yeah. I mean, I set it up a while ago, but I just went live today. I forgot. It. I never went live with it. Doesn't YouTube have their own subscription thing or their join button? I have no idea. I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah, I don't either. They might, but I have no, I know nothing about it. Yeah, it's there. That's all I know. Sometimes it isn't. I don't know. What, uh, I don't know. But this episode was pretty cool. I liked it because, well, I didn't like it because Carlos was super brooding, super emo, and super depressed, and had a lot of screen time. I, I can't spin it any differently than that. It was that part was kind of rough. I think what balanced it out for the most part was we saw a cameo by Adam Park, Johnny Young Bosch. With long hair. I don't know how I feel about that hairstyle. He he said in an interview, he was like, when have you ever seen Asians with super long hair? <laughs> His hair's black, though. I mean, I guess maybe that's a... I, here I go generalizing again. Did you just assume his hair color? I did, because I know what color black is. His hair identifies as a different color. <laughs> Yes, it's his hair is black, and I guess maybe that is more of a, a traditional Asian stereotype. But I don't know where I'm going with that. No, he he, he said I forgot what interview it was, but he's like, yeah, they made me grow it out. He's like, bro, I wanted to cut it, and then I had to come back for in space, and he was like, ah. Yeah, but he wasn't on turbo at all. Who, Johnny? Yeah, was he? He he was on half a turbo. Oh, that's right, that's right. During the the transfer of power or whatever, the the, the Justin's the only one that can stay episode. Because he's still a kid. Because he's not graduating high school, even though he's super advanced. Freaking writers. <sighs> but this was just an episode for Carlos to be brooding and shine, and he did not shine at all. He would get a Razzie Award if there were Razzies for TV episodes. Yeah, it was... I don't know. I've never been a big fan of Carlos, but it's whatever. Well, and, and here's the thing with it. The whole setup of this episode is... They showed it in the opening episode where he grabbed Andros as the Red Ranger and he can then switch spaces with him. They basically teleport each other. 
So Carlos then goes to attack the monster with his black staff of ouch or whatever it's called. Lunar Lance. And he's like up in the air and he's got it extended and he's going to make this attack. So he grabs Cassie, the monster, and he switches spots with her. And he injures Cassie's, and I wrote it down, her left shoulder. And then Carlos is like, oh, I- I'm better than that. I-, I hurt you. Dude, he switched spots with you at the last minute. It happens. Yeah, and he's like, oh, no, I'm, I'm such a-, a detriment to the team. I'm like, dude, you're a detriment to the show. Maybe not the team, but not the show. There's a reason they don't give you many lines. I'm, I'm hoping that's the case after this one, especially. He uh, He quits the team. Turns in his morpher. Yeah, and he goes back to Earth, and he's hanging out on some factory structure, and he sees the Liz Wizard, who's back on Earth, getting like the last bit of information that they need for some weapon they're going to make. And he's chasing around Bulk Skull and the Professor. And I wrote, the Liz Wiz goes to Earth, chases Bulk and Skull and the Professor because he's an idiot. <laughs> Which is not wrong. No, it's not. But then Carlos... Oh, no, uh, no, he did not quit the team at this point. No, you're still on the team. Yes, yes, yes. But he has like a flash of PTSD or something. Yeah, he has to like calm himself down. He's like, I got this. I got this. He's like trying to lift his arm with his other arm. And it's like, dude, you don't have gangrene or a broken bone that you can't move your arm freely. You'll be aight. You're mentally just, you, you need a band-aid for your brain, man. You need a hug. It's just bad acting is really all it is. The worst, the campiest of acting. It's the bad campy. Evil Dead is campy and good, unintentionally. This is awful campy. That's fair. Yeah, so he's over there, he's getting his ass kicked by himself, and then in the nick of time, Adam comes in with like some sweet-ass moves, by the way. He's just like, bitch, I'm not taking no shit from you, and neither is my black brethren. And I say black because they're both former and current black rangers. Yeah? Yeah, so then he's like Dr. Adam Park all of a sudden. Because uh, there's some psychology sessions and pep talk. There's then a Rocky Rocky Four training montage. That was probably the best part of the whole uh, show, the episode. The guitar was awful, though. I could tell what they were going for. It was a harder, edgier guitar for the theme, but it was just way too loud and not enough diversity in it. Yeah. So, so you thought that was probably the best part of the episode? Was the Rocky training, yeah. I mean, there was one part that happens later that's just awful, bad, good, all at once. I'm sure you know what I'm talking about, but we'll, I'll, I'll tell you when we get there. All right. Yeah, so then Adam kind of, well, well, and during this training montage, Alpha's there. Why is Alpha not on the ship? A, who's going to, I mean, they're not going to be like, oh, yeah, there's Hey Arnold over there. No, they're going to be like, what the fuck is this robot with, like, Knight Rider eyes going on? And why, why, why is he watching two people train? Hello, it's Squid 2. And it was during the uh, the Bloodsport slash Fist of Legend blindfold fight. And then all this takes place. And then Carlos is like, can't see you, so I'm out of here. And he promptly quits the team. But Adam's like, huh, I wish I was a Ranger still. It would have been awesome if they had just been like, all right, Carlos quits, Adam joins the team. It was originally supposed to be a cameo, but I wonder if they weren't still kicking that idea around. Like, this guy fucking sucks. Let's get somebody who, who we know is good. Yeah, I mean, they could have done something to write him off the show. I mean, he wasn't, like, the worst. They did! I don't know. He wasn't the worst ranger I've ever seen, but he definitely wasn't even close to the best. He's no Troy. <laughs> oh, jeez. But the thing about Troy is he could have been a good character with good writing. Bro, that's, that's why Carlos was a good character. It was because of good writing. He just did not execute at all. Nope, nope, nope. But he quits the team, as he put it, before I hurt someone again. And he goes back to Earth. And then they send the Liz Wizard back to Earth once again. Because Astronomer was going to eliminate him. Execute him. Kill him. No, no, we don't do kill. Mm-mm. Destroy. So, oh, oh, I, I totally forgot the one part. Adam still has his Mighty Morphin Black Morpher and PowerPoint. But it's Season all jacked. Two. Season 2, yeah. yeah. It is all kinds of beat to shit. And he's like, I wonder if this thing still works. And Alpha's like, you can't use it. It might destroy you. <laughs> again with and the destroy. Like, yeah. And he's like, okay, I was just wondering. You know, just it's paperweight in my backpack right now. You know, yeah. you know, uh, glass half full, half empty kind of thing. Yeah, just for convenience sake. It's still here just in case I need it when I show up and make appearances on a show that I'm not on as a full-time team member. Yep. Yeah, so Lizwiz and Quantrons show up on Earth when Carlos comes back to Adam and is like, F this, I'm out. And the Quantrons attack Adam and he pretty much wipes the floor with them. There's just a bunch of them for him to beat up. And Liz Wiz is wiping the floor with Carlos. He's just manhandling him. 
just throwing him around like he's a rag doll. And this is the part that I was talking about where Adam's like, oh, well, you know, I got this thing. I'm going to use it. And he grabs his Money Morphin Morpher and does his... Uh, Adam, don't! No! And it's in slow motion. His hair is just all over the place. And, it's Morphin time! And he does his best Jew Ranger morph. Yeah. You know, where he takes it and flips it over. Yeah. And then they go... They. Cut to a three-second clip of him from season two with his hair parted down the middle. Like, it was cool in that time. I hated when they did that with, like, different seasons. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, you haven't been back in a while, but you're going to use a morph. Let's just show the clip from when you morphed back then. Every time you used it. You can't update it. At least they updated it in Once a Ranger. Oh, oh, well, yeah, that makes sense because they had so many different teams represented there, too. Yeah, but not, not in Forever Red. Tommy still had the long hair in Forever Red in the morph. Yeah. You know, the Master Morph for them to do Turbo and Zeo. Basically, she is. But then the rest of the team shows up, and it's a team-up, saying Zane. So we go from one bad actor being the lead in an episode to another. Yeah, pretty much. Yep. But then, the Rocky montage paid off because Liz Wizard tries to do it again. He's got Adam in his clutches as uh, Carlos is in the air, coming down again. Even though his trajectory was to fall short of Adam and hit him with his uh, Astro Lance... Lunar Lance. Lunar Lance, exactly. That's what I said. We'll fix it in post. He somehow hops on his shoulder because he switched him and hits the uh, the Liz Wizard. That gravity doesn't make sense. It's like Captain America's shield, but worse. Yeah, welcome to the world of Power Rangers. It's a good show. It'd be like that, though. Yeah, so then Monster grows. Adam demorphs because they're not going to destroy him. How awesome would it have been if they did, though? Man, that would have been like, or if he had like a permanent injury, like Rocky at the uh, beginning of the Turbo movie. Well, he it wasn't a permanent in- injury because he came back in Dimensions of Danger. True, but it was 20 years and he was still the Red Ranger, not the Blue Zeo. Yeah. Oh, well, it's a good show. But Adam D. Morphs, they beat the monster and Adam's like, hey man, that was cool. I'm going to go back down the road. He's like, all right, I'm out. See y'all later. And Carlos is like, I'm back on the team with no repercussions. Yep. I... Totally forgot that Adam made an appearance on this episode. When he came in and the way he came in, I was just like, oh, I dig it. I really liked that episode for the fact that Adam was, you know, that Johnny Young Bosch came back. That was probably the best part of that. Well, was the only good part of that episode. I love cameo episodes. I think they're, they need to do more of them. It was like the whole uh, Coda episode. Um, what was it? The, the, the one, the, the Christmas episode for Super Ninja Steel. Mm-hmm. So... This was an enjoyable episode. I think it was good. It was probably a good stopping point as well. It, was, it seemed like a one-off. Yeah. It did have some character growth and development for Carlos, although he's a whiny bitch and a, a bad actor. But I, I'm sure that that had something to do with the amount of money they wanted to spend in production, how many times they wanted to retake and you know reshoot a scene or, or whatever the case may be, or, or a, a smaller schedule, a, a faster you know turnaround or a faster schedule because he wasn't on the show full-time. Maybe Johnny Young Bosch was only there for... A day, two days, and they couldn't reshoot some things. I, I don't know. I don't know. I thought it was a good episode overall, and, and it was great to have a better cameo than the one with Justin. Yeah, overall, I think this was probably the best cameo out of the whole season. Mm-hmm. There's more though, aren't there? Um, in the final episodes, yeah. Oh yeah, well that's that's true. But yeah, I, I like this episode. I, I like this contained arc, or this contained grouping of episodes 18 through 25. I thought it was a really solid arc for, like I said at the beginning, Zane comes and goes. Darn. Oh, well. Yeah. Woo. And we get a little bit more satisfaction, but then it's not talked about for five episodes with um, Andros and Ashley. TJ's there. Cassie's a plot point in this most recent episode. Overall, you know, even with the, the, the juggling act with those six characters, I thought it was pretty good for a 20-year-old kid show. Yeah, it's definitely better than some stuff today, so. Oh, yeah. Yeah, most definitely. Anything else to add for this grouping? No, no, I'm good. Perfect. So next episode, we'll talk about episodes 26 through 35, and that leaves us with seven or eight, maybe nine, left in the season. And I think that one might be a longer one just because of the impact. I know what happens, but just because of the impact. It'll be eight episodes after the next one. Yeah, and, and that has a big impact on the series. Yeah. The season and the series, so I think we'll spend a lot more time than just kind of going through episode by episode. I, I don't have anything else. Again, anything else you want to add or, or, or discuss? Uh, no, I'm good. 
All right, where can our cyber scholars find you? You know, on that YouTube's.com as the Power Rangers guy. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Just go to my YouTube channel. It's all in the description. I'm on everything, essentially. Right on. And you can find the show, uh, Instagram, Power Rangers in Cyberspace. You can also send us an email, powerrangersincyberspace at gmail.com. There is a Facebook page. I don't really do much with it. It's there. Maybe I'll get back into it. I don't know. I just don't like Facebook. I love Facebook. It's so easy to use. Maybe I'll make you an administrator. I mean, that's fine. Yeah. That's all. That's all I got. All right. And uh, uh, so that, that's it. Yeah. Hope you have a more phenomenal day. Yes. Power down. Over and out. Power Rangers in Cyberspace is distributed by BICBP-radio.com, the BICBP radio network.